Hello everyone, my name is Brennan Moore. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Page Turners, they were not my Star Wars podcast. Today we are going to continue our catalog of all the major characters in Star Wars with the next major character we see after our two droids in Star Wars. And that, of course, is the Dark Lord of the Sith himself, Darth Vader. Now, I'm going to cheat in our catalog, and I am going to talk about Anakin Skywalker on a later episode. So for the sake of this podcast, we are treating Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker as separate characters. Now, let's talk about Lord Vader. His first appearance in the history of Star Wars was walking through the door into Princess Leia's ship with some really kind of trying to think of the right word for the music. You know, scary music, given you know, very ponderous music. As he steps through. And then it cuts to silence. And we hear his famous breathing. Now of course this is the entrance of who has, the person who has come to be probably the most iconic villain and possibly the most iconic character in all of film history. And immediately we get his armor, we get his breathing, we get his very kind of slow, ponderous movements. It tells us a lot about this character. Now, it's very interesting that the character, I think, is not very interesting in Star Wars. At least in the movie now called A New Hope. It is in the sequels, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, that the character really comes to his full as a truly iconic figure. It is, however, interesting that people were immediately interested in this armor-clad individual. And you can certainly see why. He definitely grabs you from the get-go. He's barely in the movie, but people certainly walk away remembering him. I don't think his character is as interesting in A New Hope. Because he's sort of your typical bad guy. We learn a little bit of uh, backstory from Obi-Wan that Darth Vader helped the Empire destroy the Jedi. That he used to be a student of Obi-Wan. That, of course, he is a servant of the Empire. You know, it's very odd that in the movies we never learn what his actual position is. It is expanded upon later that he is basically the um, basically the commander in chief of the military forces. 
from the Empire, but that is never said in the movie. In fact, in Star Wars, it would seem that he is Tarkin's lackey. Or rather, only Tarkin has the audacity to command Vader without repercussion. We saw, of course, what happened when uh, General Moti insulted Lord Vader in that bad guy boardroom meeting. And that brings us to another thing. We get to see Vader use the Force. In fact, Darth Vader demonstrates, I think, the first Force power we ever see in Star Wars. I think. I'm trying to remember the exact order of the scenes. But I believe that he actually chokes Moti before we ever see Obi-Wan do the mind trick on the stormtroopers. So the first choke, I think, is the first force power that we ever see. And that's great because it demonstrates the dark side of the force in the scene right after Obi-Wan telling Luke about the Force. And this is this is very clever because it, we show from Obi-Wan's statement we learn what the Force is and what the Jedi use it for. And then in the next scene we see Vader use it to evil effect and that shows us that the dark side of the Force exists as well. Uh, it's very clever. So let's talk about Vader. Vader, as we see in the original film, is a great pilot and a great warrior. But it's in the sequels where things really take off. The Empire Strikes Back begins with Vader's search for Luke Skywalker. He, of course, knows it's his son and knows that this is the kid who blew up the Death Star and, as we learn, is interested, or at least he claims, in recruiting Luke to help him defeat the Emperor and make him rule the galaxy together. This is Vader's motivation, or at least what he claims to be his motivation, for finding his son. The American Film Institute has ranked Darth Vader as the third greatest movie villain of all time, behind Hannibal Lecter, as played by Anthony Hopkins in The Silence of the Lambs, and Norman Bates, as played by Anthony Perkins in Psycho. Vader is number three. But specifically for The Empire Strikes Back, the AFI does not deal in saying Darth Vader in the whole franchise. It says Darth Vader in The Empire Strikes Back is the third greatest movie villain. And I agree, we see Vader at his most diabolical, you know, straight up murdering Ozzel and uh, Nita. You know, apology accepted, Captain Nita. You know. 
That's probably a terrible Darth Vader impression, but you get what I mean. We get to see him in his most diabolical, at his most Machiavellian, and I mean that he, I think, in his conversation with the Emperor, in, through the hologram, no matter which version it is, in the movies, I think Vader is still being duplicitous. He's still pretty much lying to the Emperor because Vader has his own plans. You know, the way of the Sith, I guess. Though, yet again, we don't learn that Palpatine's a Sith Lord until the prequels. That's, that's another interesting bit that does not exist in the original trilogy yet. And, of course, we see Vader also in his most, um, for lack of a better word, human, in that he's reaching out for his son. Showing us that Vader does have a heart. You know, maybe it's all twisted and weird and he doesn't mind cutting off his son's hand. But, you know, he, he certainly has a heart. And Irvin Kershner, the director, made a brilliant decision to show us Vader's helmet being put on. So we can see the back of his head and see that he is indeed a, a person. A human. He's not a robot. He's not a cyborg. Well, okay, maybe he is a cyborg, but he's not a an alien. He is a damaged human being. And that is brilliant because we get to see that this guy is more than just an armor-clad villain. Empire Strikes Back more fully fleshes out the character and demonstrates that he is more than your stereotypical villain. And then, of course, we would come to Return of the Jedi, where Vader's story comes full circle. This is where we see Vader Oddly enough, at his most vulnerable, emotionally. Take the scene between him and Luke, after Luke has been captured by the stormtroopers. Or rather, surrendered himself to the stormtroopers. The scene before Vader takes Luke to the Emperor. My goodness, what a scene. We really get to see that Vader is vulnerable. Vader is afraid it's too late for him. And just the fact that Luke tries so hard to persuade his father to remember who he was. This is the first time probably in many years that anyone has said to Darth Vader, you were once Anakin Skywalker. And Vader says, you know, that name no longer has any meaning for me. You know, it looks like that's the name of your true self. You've only forgotten. You know, and, and Luke tries desperately, and Vader is almost there. He's, he's almost at the brink of accepting Luke's offer to turn away from the Empire. But he decides, nope, I'm not going to do it. And then, of course, we know what happens next, which is the great lightsaber fight, fight between... Luke and Vader that ultimately ends with Vader's redemption by defeating the Emperor and being saved by the love he has for his son. 
And this brings the character to an end, but a beautiful end. In fact, I think that that is probably one of the greatest character endings we've ever had in terms of just the emotions there. And we know that he is redeemed. You know, there's, there's much debate about that. And I've talked about it, about whether or not he deserved to be redeemed, but I think it, ultimately, I think it is a very hopeful beautiful ending. Um, and also just the burning of Vader's armor is a brilliant end to the character. That scene alone, the music there is just extraordinary and it, it... Return of the Jedi ends with such an interesting mix of emotions. It's very bittersweet. Darth Vader has established himself as a cultural figure of evil, which I think is maybe a little misplaced because he was redeemed. But it, but I suppose you could say Darth Vader was not redeemed. Anakin Skywalker was. Therefore Darth Vader is a great symbol of villainy. It seems in the new movies that Kylo Ren does not care to pay much attention to the fact that his grandfather chose to do the right thing and was ultimately redeemed. I wonder if that's part of the story that Ben doesn't know. And that's why he reveres his grandfather as this evil figure that he wants to be. Vader has established himself in our minds in fact, I think when a lot of people think Star Wars, Darth Vader immediately comes to mind. So those are my thoughts on this character. And just what an impact he is. And the fact that the character appears, get this, in only half an hour of screen time in the original trilogy is truly a testament to the story that George Lucas wanted to tell and was told brilliantly by George Lucas, his writers, his directors and brought magnificently to life by all the actors involved including Dave Prowse, James Earl Jones, Bob Anderson, Sebastian Shaw. What a wonderful job they did in truly making this character one of the greatest characters in film history. So those are my thoughts on Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. Let me know what you think. My name is Brendan Moore, that noise you're hearing is my And thank you for tuning in to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.